A lot of people say they hate winter. They don't hate winter. They hate driving in the snow with all the other idiots, specifically in a city, and they hate having to go to work when they instinctively know that they should be doing almost anything else, especially resting. And this is Hyperborean Radio Uncensored. I am the lore keeper, and with me, as always, is Celtic God. Say hello to the fine people. Hello, fine people. Yeah, pretty much uh, the, the truth of it is is we would much rather just sit and stare at a blank wall than go to work in the wintertime. Yes, and specifically the wintertime. Yes. I mean, it's not that most people don't It's re- not even the being there. It's no. the getting there. Yes, it's the having to get up when it's still you know pitch black out because it's winter. Yeah, and then you come home and it's pitch black out because it's winter. Yes, and we decided to talk about this because we noticed a lot of people complain about the cold. A lot of people complain about winter. They complain about the snow, and they're all like, I'd just rather be asleep, and then we... We've dug into it. We've talked about this for years, and we're finally doing a podcast on it. And actually... um, Well, well, and I've cornered a lot of people, and they end up admitting, yeah, it's the driving that they don't like. It's the going there and coming back. If we were still, you know, horse-drawn sleigh or dog sleds or frick snowshoes and skis. Well, yeah, because you talk to them about what they they like to do when they don't have to go to work. They like just sitting home, watching TV, drinking a cup of hot cocoa, or going out and... I went out and I built snowmen with my kids or the neighbor's kids, went skiing, went to tobogganing. They do all kinds of stuff in the wintertime and they have fun doing it. Yes, it's it's fun. It's the time of rest and the time of fun. We have many, many winter gods and that usually is what they're about. Rest and fun and also culling the week, but uh, that's less important. Oh, yeah. And the fact that people love to sign up for Patreon so that they can uh, communicate with us personally and ask us questions or uh suggest podcasts i guess without and get podcasts podcasts. early most of the time as well as some behind the scenes content sometimes even days in advance although not this week not this week (laughs) not this week extreme technical technical difficulties difficulties. just absolute crashes yes um also, people like to get our shirts and our stickers. Yes, we and have posters. Some, and some with the Hyperborean soul. We give have those some out with the Yule We're talking over each other, but yes. that, that's fine. That's why we have two mics. Yes. But we, you can also help us out on Buy Me a Coffee. And thank you to everybody that's sharing us. We just got the Spotify wrapped, and we get shared a lot. Yeah. It's a wonderful Yuletide gift to learn that our fans love our content so much that they're sharing it around that much well and actually went and listened to some other podcasts and looked at other presentations let's call them that including websites and some of them from multi-billion dollar well industries uh, yeah industries and holy crap are we good i mean i I don't want to break my arm pat myself on the back but holy crap we are we make most of these places look like fly-by-night jokers yeah we kick ass and we cack ass, we take names, and we chew bubblegum, and we're all out of bubblegum. Yeah, and uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up um, before we actually dive right into this is our Telegram. A lot of people don't realize that Telegram is actually on the computer, too. Oh, yeah, and it's not we just format, a app. Yeah, we format our posts specifically off from the computer, so it's a computer app as well. If you have it on your phone, that's great. It's a good way to keep up, I guess. But you end up having to download a lot of stuff into your phone, which... Admittedly, I don't do either, so I'll read the texts and whatnot. But then on the computer, it's easier to play it. You usually don't have to download nothing. It's just up and ready to play. So there's advantages. And why Telegram, not Twitter? Because Telegram is Twitter for grown-ups. 
Okay, I think that pretty much got that out of my system. So on to winter. And one of the things that you is excited about and want to talk about is we are giants. Oh, yes. Uh, so we've been talking about Niflheim with some friends for a bit and all these other all these other elements of winter lore. And yes, by specifically the Edic lore, not only does life originate effectively in Niflheim, but humans are literally the back hair of Amir. But mm-hmm. also the head hair and all well, the other different hair. hairs. Yes, because the trees are the hair of Ymir, and by Edic lore, humans are made from trees. And actually, most of our lore has to do with a combination of forests and cold. So the right. cold, temperate forests. So stop calling the giants evil, because by proxy, you're calling us evil, because according to Edic lore, we're literally from the largest giant's back hair, which can be claimed to be killed all that that the Eddas want but it's whoop i'm hitting stuff <laughs> but it's uh it's shown you can look outside and see ymir is not dead yes the trees are growing the mountains remain the the oceans are swimmingly great swimmingly yes there's the oceans are swimmingly swimming Here's one of the key elements that's really obvious that our people do not hate winter, aside from all the fun we can have and stuff like that. Yuletide. Yuletide is this big month-long, originally lunar month-long party uh, that basically we celebrated right before winter started. I don't want to interrupt you, but the party, it's not like a steady, constant party. It's a a party the way parties. ebbs and flows. Yeah, ebbs and flows. Okay, and that's that's all I want to get in there because... Some people will think that they're supposed to party hardy all night long, every night for a lunar month. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But you have, like, different areas will have different peaks. So, like, in America, it's Christmas and Christmas Eve with a little bit of New Year's. Other places, you have Sinterklaas or the Feast of Epiphany, Perched and Lauf, Krampusnacht, all these other different holidays. Yeah. But and it's the wind down. It's oh yeah, the wind it's, down before w- true winter. Yes, it's the wind down and the wind up. It's a bit... Yeah. Odd. It's winding down on a personal level, but on a whole level, it's sort of like, woohoo, New Year. Yeah. And um, we actually started talking about traditional Yuletide customs, actually, because we uh, went to our local diner and they had uh, unintentionally done a very traditional Yuletide sort of setup. They, Because you were pointing it out that they had decorated the whole area with like ornaments and stuff hailing, uh, hanging from the ceilings. Mm-hmm. And. You were pointing out that that's actually how your family used to do it. You might decorate the tree, but your family kind of practiced the more old tradition. Well, and it wasn't just mine. There was a lot of families in the area that did that. Some would have Christmas trees, some wouldn't. But everybody decorated the house itself, and not necessarily the outside of the house, but the the inside of the house. That's where most of the decorations would be to bring the season indoors into where people are living. Well, and how... The Yule tree actually got started, the Christmas tree, whatever you want to call it. It didn't used to be a pine tree. It used to be whatever grove you had. Mm -hmm. Like in England, it was obviously there were apple trees because you can still find this tradition of people going to the apple orchards and was sailing. And basically, it's the remnants of an old party. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Yule log is, is it's a giant freaking fire starter, basically. Let's use our head like I pointed out in that conversation. I kind of wish I would have recorded it. Because while the audio would have sucked, the uh, conversation was was really good. But anyways, um, the notion, everybody knows that they used to put lights in the, the Christmas trees, right? Let's use some common sense. It wasn't pine trees. 
You're not. You're not. You'll do it once, maybe. Well, that's why there's all these the fires. The candle on a pine tree. No, 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 no. A popple tree or an aspen tree, an apple tree, a oak tree, something like that. Yes, but on a pine tree, what do you think happens when you put a fire beneath a low-hanging bough? Well, and basically what I think got the pine tree started as the Christmas tree, and I love it because I was mm-hmm. raised with it. It's it's a symbol of the season for me, is A, it still keeps the green during winter time. It's visually pleasing. But it's also, you have traditions further south of like the bows of uh, like pine and stuff. Well, and they grow pretty fast. Oh, yeah. So you grow them, and then they're easy to cut, and then you're not basically wiping out the forest every Yuletide, mm-hmm. and then they stay pretty much the same. And then the reason they came in is because when you have your grove and you have like all these little ornaments with made out of bone and shiny stuff like bits of pottery, bits of glass, and you have this big Yule log burning in the middle of your grove where everybody's hanging out. No, all the stuff that um, that birds like, they like the shiny things. Oh, yeah. And there's a reason birds are, are a symbol of the Yule tide, like especially ones like magpies, which happen to like little shiny things hanging on hanging on uh, strings. Yeah, they collect shiny stuff and then you have robins and cardinals or two other big mm-hmm. ones but it's it's just a thing and, and we're not saying hang broken bottles from your ceiling i mean you can i guess if you really want to but there's an inherent danger there well it's because you partly they're supposed to fall apart like that's why like a lot of old ornaments like there's ones that are made out of cookie dough but you just mm-hmm. make it in such a way that it doesn't it's not a cookie anymore you just made like a homemade clay basically yeah. and then you bake that and then you hang that up it's these are meant to kind of fall apart like your family used to do like the paper snowflakes and hang yep. those up and it would give you a really interesting effect mm-hmm. because you'd have a, this bunch of trees with the yule log burning and then all the little dangly bits throughout the trees are going to shimmer they're going to sparkle mm-hmm. they're going to call animals they're going to call the birds well and i've been to other people's houses that and they, they put all this effort into the cr- Christmas tree. And then I don't know why people have a tendency to like open up around me for some reason. But then they love the Christmas tree. But the Christmas tree looks so sad. Why does the Christmas tree look so sad? Well, in part because the tr- Christmas tree is by itself. Because they only do the Christmas tree, shove the presents underneath it, and that's it. They've quarantined Yuletide. To it a is, corner. It is this one corner. Whereas it's supposed to be this huge it's, celebration. Yeah, it's supposed to be an explosion of celebration. Well, so it should be all through the house, just decorations everywhere. And you can do the outside decorations like uh, um, with the lights. They have the competitions, the neighborhood competitions. Oh, like the, the huge light shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that where everybody's like. But even that becomes sad when that's all that there is is the outside. And then you go well, inside and it's all dour and it's somber. It's the cold and mercantile element mm-hmm. of it. Because the simple fact is, is this is supposed to be a merry time. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a time of community. That's why there's that whole eat, drink, and be merry. It's like Father Christmas. He bringeth good cheer. That's his whole thing. He is a party animal. He is a reveler. He mm-hmm. brings misrule and mince pie and good cheer. And Well, Father Christmas, the Santa Claus for grown-ups. Yes. Well, Santa Claus is quite literally a children's god. Like, adults like him. Mm-hmm. But Father Christmas is the adult side. And not like the... Everybody get naked. We're going to have fun. No, no, no. None of that stuff. No. But like 
It's getting getting singing, a bit buzzed. joking. Yeah, getting buzzed so that you have the courage. It's liquid courage. So you have the courage to sing and be silly and be merry. And run around house to house, uh, getting sailing and getting drinks and mm-hmm. being in ridiculous costumes and singing songs whose lyrics you can only half remember. But I, I think probably one of the happiest Christmas houses I've been in, and it takes effort. It does. I'm not going to lie. But they decorated it inside the house and they had the the... They didn't even have a Christmas tree. So they took all the Christmas, the things that you usually put on the Christmas tree, and they hung them from the ceilings and the walls, and they they put up pictures everywhere. Um, They kind of scattered the presents through the area. Rather than stacking them up in a corner, they had them on tables, on shelves. Some of them was in the corner or just random place up against the wall. So they kind of spread the Christmas gifts all over the place. And then here's where the effort came in. They would smile and they'd laugh and they they played Christmas music well, all the time. Like they 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 would shut off most of the modern music, I guess modern music. I don't even know how to describe it. Contemporary, the contemporary music, and they was playing like jingle bells all the time. Well, and here's the thing: is before we had stereos and stuff like that, people made the music. Mm-hmm. So they would play the violin. They would play the drums they would sing they would have carols they would play the piano and you go back far enough you get to this point where people are making all the noises with their mouths like mm-hmm. acapella like before drums people had to make the sound themselves yeah before the flute before these things and these are really old instruments right. like and the instrument was flutes. made to imitate the voice well it's uh, like uh, not the other way around well, it's like uh, bagpipes. Uh, it's supposed to mimic our throat singing. I our think throat, throat singing and our the the way that the man's voice reverberates in the chest. So it's not just throat singing. It's like a conglomeration. It can be anything from humming, open mouth, uh, something like that. But you know, more m- melodic, to all the way to th- straight up throat singing. Oh yeah, well and. This is this is the eat, drink, and be merry bit, and this is how we celebrate going into winter. Right. We we have feasts. We get a little bit fatter. We we have fun. We spend time with family. We re reforge. Well, that last bonds. That, that last hurrah is that that big push. Yeah, because there's not really another uh, big holiday for over a month, mm-hmm. and then you have you know like Groundhog Day, which used to be. Bear Day, basically, mm-hmm. or Candlemas, or uh, Imbolc, I think, is what some of the but, Celts had. But really, Yule, Yule, and I'll use the word Christmas because that's like the peak now because of the way society's set up. Well, between Christmas and New Year's being the two peaks of the season, and that's because of the way society's set up. But these are the last hurrahs before the winter sleep. Yes. Where, where we wind down and we just rest. Winter sleep doesn't necessarily mean sleeping. I mean, we can probably be. will sleep more. Well, without, but it's not like you have to sleep 23 hours a day every day or you're just not doing it right. No, you might actually end up sleeping less because you're resting more. Well, and to explain the winter sleep, we actually dug into this. Human hibernation or semi-hibernation was a thing throughout mm-hmm. many of our lands. And people actually, like uh, when you were a kid, people did it in the countryside unintentionally yeah it's just it's just because they could yes it's you sleep when you're tired and when it's dark out most of the time you're tired most of the Mm -hmm. time so you end up but there's also other times where it's like man did you do like three lines of coke and an eight ball no i'm just rested i just feel good well like the way winter sleep works the way 
hyperborea and the semi-hibernation works is you just sleep when you're tired. Mm -hmm. And it is something that is affecting our health. It's making us a, basically addicted to caffeine, the lack of this. Yes, as I'm drinking caffeine now. Yes. Basically what it is is during the winter, we're supposed to rest most of the time. We're mm -hmm. not supposed to have a nine to five. We're not supposed to go to work when it's dark. Right, and, and we know this, and that's why we actually become resentful in the wintertime. Yes. I've noticed a lot of people become extremely resentful yes. of just it, having to get up and go do things. Yes, because we're supposed to be resting, and it's costing years right. off our lives and our health, I would say, because... Right, and, and by doing things, I don't mean going tobogganing, going ice skating. Not knitting, not I mean, we aren't doing wood. this stuff as much as we want because we're just too tired. We're resentful because we can't do that stuff because we have to go to work for 10, 12 hours a day. Some of us are lucky in four it's or six hours a day. Four, six, eight, whatever, but whatever you need. But the fact that we have to go to work makes a lot of people resentful because then we're too tired to enjoy building the snowman. Oh, yeah, I'll go out there and join you in a minute, little Timmy and help you build a snowman and we'll build a snow fort yep we're we're just too tired we used to actually measure people's ages by winters mm -hmm. and then eventually we just lose track it's like right. how, how old's that person i don't know but he was old when that person was young and then that person was old when that person was young so i don't know 300 <laughs> it's he's lived he is forever winters, old pretty much why won't i die already <laughs> I've been a good boy, Santa Claus. Please bring me death. Bring me merciful death, Father <laughs> Christmas. Well, and that's another thing, too, is death used to be celebrated. Oh, yeah. Once upon a time, it was celebrated because not because of this, this fucking weird Hindu shit of, oh, yes, they finally got released from life and so on and so forth into torments. No, no, it was because they was being born in the other world. And to celebrate the life they led yeah. here. Well, and here's the other thing is it's actually... It's really sad when a family member dies around the holidays, I understand it, but it's actually good luck, mm -hmm. specifically for their spirit, because the wild hunt's running around, around this time. Like, yeah, actually, they're more likely to be noticed. Well, I even told that to uh, someone I know, because her father died uh, around Christmas time, and I actually told her, that's actually good luck, mm -hmm. because it means that the wild hunt was able to take him basically straight to the meadow of the ancestors. Right, no hanging around, waiting around. Looking for a doorway or what, however it works. No, he just he just got to go on. It was and it actually cheered her up. She's like, oh, man, that thank you for saying that, because that actually means a lot. And it, it, it affects you because it is a communal time. It is the time for family bonds. It is the time for all these things. And it's I get really missing. angry when I read these academic writings, which you you've brought up before, where, well, you see the the ancient Celts and Germanics and. The Scandinavians, they celebrated, and, and the Mediterraneans too, they say it about everybody, celebrated in this way because they lived in utter terror of winter. No, we didn't. No, we, we loved winter. If you are reading a book whose premise starts, and I've had this happen before, with winter bad, we feared it. Throw it away. Yeah, just stop right there because everything else in that book is built upon that premise. It is built on the urban idea that winter is bad. Yeah. And... It's part of the issue that happens a lot is, I've actually brought this up before, the most obvious example I have is the goddesses, the hours, which were the goddesses of the seasons. And then when civilization came around, they became the goddesses of the calendar. That's mm -hmm. why we have words like year and hours, because they also were called the hore, but basically those two words come from their name. They literally became the calendar. And the Gregorian calendar is not accurate. Like, the winter solstice is always the 21st on the Gregorian calendar. 
why would the lunar and solar cycles match up that precisely every on a year. Gregorian calendar? It's nonsensical. Right. Even with a leap year, it doesn't well, fix it. And I, I, I looked into some of the academic end of that. They are aware it doesn't always match up. What they did was they averaged it out. So it's usually within about a week. Which is, but it drifts back and forth. But because, you know, the Gregorians are the way that they are, they're like, this day. Well, it, you even had, because uh, your grandmother. They want everything structured. Well, yeah, because structure indicates a singular way of doing things. Yes. It, it's controlled. Nature doesn't work that way. No. Heathenry doesn't work that way. And here's, here's a fun fact for anybody that's like, well, heathen means this, he means that. Heathen's just an old word for country folk. Yeah. There's different ways to translate it, but it all comes back to country folk. But it's living with the seasons. It's like, when is winter? When it's winter outside. When do you plant? When the trees tell us to plant. And not because, oh, great oak tree, when shall we plant? Sticks horn in ear to hear the whispers of the trees. No. <laughs> Although a Celt might have done that just to fuck with somebody. Well, the... the all we are full of fuckery. Well, all of Scotland collectively pretends the wild haggis is a thing yes. just to fuck with non-Scots. <laughs> well, I'm not even Scottish, and I'll fuck with people about that because people's come to me it w with this whole, I've heard of the of the haggis. Is it a fictional thing? Is it a real thing? And then, of course, I launch into, because I can't help myself, <laughs> into it's a very real thing, and I'll paint it in different ways depending on I'll I'll tailor it specifically to whoever's listening. Like sometimes I'll make it a great insect, like a tick. Sometimes I'll make it. Oh yes, yes, the haggis is very real, except for you see it doesn't have those long locks like that. What it has is it has curly hair like a sheep, and one set of legs is longer than the other set of legs, and and well, you they're see, hard to catch because they run around in circles. Well, you see, it's a walking ball with an afro, and you have to catch it before it bounces away. Yeah. You can catch it by the playing fuckery disco doth music. Abound. But sometimes you just can't help yourself. Oh yeah, like so. Well, Back to the listening to the trees tell you when to plant. I wouldn't doubt it that, that some people have done that just to fuck with people. You got an old person. They're using the old school hearing aid, which is a, a horn. What's that, Sonny? Oh, you what's that for? You want me to for? kill everyone? Yeah, maybe the person can still see so they can read lips. And you're like, oh, you got the horn. What's that for? So I can listen to the trees speak. Yes, it's just 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 to fuck with people. Yeah, just, just to fuck with them. Some things, especially. Especially when it comes from that corner of Europe, is just somebody fucking with you. It's, oh, like the, the more ludicrous it is, the more likely it is somebody was just fucking with somebody else. Oh, like my favorite Celtic story, the myth of Conan the Fianna's back hair. That obviously started as, holy dog does balls, that guy's back is hairy. Oh, did you not know the tale? <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed that's what happened. Well, it's just how we roll. And here's the thing is we're some hairy motherfuckers. So that guy was and probably it, just it like It doesn't 52. mean that the story's not important. No, it not just, at all. It just means it was some fuckery. It's like yes. the haggis, the wild haggis is a some part of Some stories are just fun Scottish and culture. that's that's good. It's well, okay. Well, it's like the story of Thor's wedding. Mm -hmm. It's fun. That's the whole point. It's just fun. It, it it it's it's supposed to be a funny story. It's not the secret esotericism of what's it and man within woman or woman within it, none of that but the trees it's looking at the buds when they're when the leaves start coming out that's usually when to plant and then you have to look at the soil too so you don't just listen to the trees because the trees might lie to you yeah so you take a look you, at, you also take into account the worms the worms in the soil if the if the trees are starting to do something but your field's still frozen solid you don't freaking plant yeah if the soil is so cold that the the worms 
are still sleeping, you might want to wait a few days. You, yeah. you kind of want to wait for the worms to start waking up and moving around. And Well, it's the thing is the calendar in a natural setting is not so stringent as the Gregorian calendar. You no. have a solar element to it, yes. You also have a lunar element to it. That's why the months were The true calendar out. takes both into account. The Gregorian calendar just takes the solar cycles. Then there's another one. Is, uh, there's a lunar calendar. I forget what its name is. But it only takes into account the lunar cycle. Traditional takes both. And, in fact, it takes more than that. It also takes the forest cycle into account. Mm -hmm. And my personal favorite, because actually most American holidays follow this loosely, the bear cult uh, calendar, which is actually follows the bear cycle. So oh, yeah. like Hall That's actually more accurate. And then there's uh, the most accurate one I've seen for most people. Uh, it's the Farmer's Almanac, actually, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, that's actually, I've met a lot of, like... It takes, like, a century's worth of cycles into account. Modern country folk or heathens, let's, let's use the words archaic meaning, uh, will actually recommend that you get that, because I've actually talked to them before, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, here, here, uh, I always it's, read the Farmer's Almanac, because they actually have to, because it's helpful. And yeah. it's usually, uh, it's put out in cycles of, like, ten. It'll tell you what types... Of, not what crops to plant, but what types of cr crops to plant at what year at in this location or this type of location, because this year this will do really well. It's not that you can't grow other things. It's just they won't do as well. And then it actually goes in cycles. A good farmer doesn't plant wheat every year. That's why you end up with crop failures. Yes, like right now. Mm -hmm. But in reality. Well, part, that's a whole political thing, so oh, I'll yeah. skip past that. But actually... In winter, like right when winter's starting, so this is actually in the Yuletide customs, is when people are supposed to be done. That's why there's all these, like, get your spinning done or Frau Perchta will come for you. Mm -hmm. Get all your farming implements put away or Dirk and his boar are going to smash them. And all these other things. It's because you need to have this stuff done before winter comes or you'll probably die. Right, before winter comes in full. Like, if there was snow on the ground right now, there would still be a low enough level of snow that you can dig your farming implements out that fell down on the ground beside the barn or whatever yeah and you get them inside before they rust and then you're out farming implements mm -hmm. and you get your spinning done because then during winter is when you sew it's when you knit it's when you crochet it's when you loom it's when you're basically doing nothing and oh hey i'll do this to entertain myself well and here's the thing the old folks knew this because like my grandpa talked about how in the winter my grandma uh, because there's not much else to do, she would basically just knit blankets mm -hmm. all day long. Because uh, I asked him, like, why well, do you have so many? Telling stories. Telling stories. That was a massive thing in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. That's why there's so many stories of the Wild Hunt. But Oh, and the Wild Hunt was evil and feared and wicked because of the howling of the wind. No, no. Those were actually described as the blaring of horns. They were celebratory celebratory horns uh hunting horns because we actually have a it's lot of horns there, there's even a lot of folklore around it being music and we're supposed to sing to it yes we we sing our songs beneath the glittering treetops with all the ornaments and the birds and the yule fire and everybody getting along with well, mead and Groot like one of the one of your favorite little factoids that i told you about was um what child is this which is actually green sleeves which is actually still another song that we don't have a name for anymore, but it's an old heathen song. It probably didn't used to have a song because the, the writings of it actually describe it as this unnamed melody that all the, the oh, yeah. dirty peasants and heathens would go around singing and they would even form parades singing this at 
this time of the year. Oh, yeah. And there was no words. Well, none. a lot of Christian songs are actually heathen melodies that were absconded with and attached Christian lyrics. Mm -hmm. So the melodies were heathen, like colning or yodeling or uh, just acapella harmonizing and yeah. all these other things. We, our vocal cords are amazing. Oh, That's yeah. why you can have somebody that can literally mimic like everyone's voice mm -hmm. and then the birds and the chainsaw and the, the blaring of this and the blaring of that. We have really cool right. vocal Well, cords. and then when you take children, women, and men and get them harmonizing together in a kind of – and not just one, two, or three, but hundreds, maybe thousands thousands of imagine this reverberating through the mountains through the fields yeah, through the across the countryside well with these people just singing and um what, what's that word joyful lament joyful for, lament for or cheerous cheerful hopefulness or so many different things and this all comes into our modern music but the cry of our people and by cry i don't mean not weeping no. not weeping not tearing uh, crying just means to shout out to, to cry uh, like keening yeah it means it means the word i, I don't even really know well how it's to still used it. correctly it's yeah. just also used incorrectly much like mad much like fury mm -hmm. much like weird they've added definitions to it and which dilutes the the true meaning of new it. speak versus old speak yeah. but that's the winter that we actually look forward to. We look forward to the winter sleep. We look forward to spending time with our family and friends. And then, ah, hold on, to cry, to cry out in pleasure, to cry out in pain, to cry out in anguish, to cry out in joy. We cry out in many ways. We cry out in greeting. We cry out in to cry out in jubilation and yes. glee. It's, it's, it's a thing. And it doesn't necessarily mean to shout. No, it can be a cry can be really quiet. Yeah. But it just means it's packed with emotion. I just wanted to make sure that we drove in one of the old speak words so that we start using it correctly. I agree. But I want to get this out as well, which is in the winter sleep, it's not just you sleeping in a room alone or mm -hmm. resting with the fire. That's you, so there's usually very sad. You have also family. You have friends. I mean, it used to be your home was basically where you kept your stuff and you slept. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even where you just shit because you, you had an outhouse or a fence post for that. Mm -hmm. No, but it was a place where you could basically just be with your family and keep your stuff. And then you could just go out and do stuff because you used to be able to run around outside. Mm -hmm. And basically well, without the, the electric lights, the computers, the phones, the TVs, the radios. How much time do you actually want to spend indoors? And really, without the modern lights and all these things ruining the circadian rhythms, your day-night cycle, you would probably be asleep whenever it was dark out. Well, like you before uh, we went camping even, you you was you was on the fence on if I was telling you the truth or not because you had tendency to stay up all night. And, oh, it's, uh, I'm more, um, a night no, owl. more night owl and nocturnal. I'm like, yeah, you get away from the electric lights, the sun goes out, you'll go to sleep. Well, I don't know. And it did. And that is exactly what happened. We went camping up. about 15 minutes after the sun's out, down. Yep. I was pretty much just going with the flow of It might even wake up before the sun was up. Oh, and usually took a midday nap yeah. because it was tired and it was too hot or it was like there's not much to do right now. But fell more into those natural rhythms. Well, yeah, the, if you want to start going more natural – Go out and be really bare bones in the woods. We kind of talk about it in the Clarity podcast. Mm -hmm. But the winter sleep, and I really want to hammer this home because I think a lot of 
health problems, a lot of issues that are people Psychological, have. mental, emotional, well, medical. E- they even came up with a freaking disease or condition or whatever you want to call it. Uh, seasonal it affective disorder. disproportionately affects those of European descent. Which makes no sense because we're used to this. Mm-hmm. So then that's actually what started me looking into what I call, what we call winter sleep. What our people call winter sleep. That's why the word exists. It's a poetic way of describing human hibernation. Mm-hmm. But you, you sleep more often because it's darker out. You might sleep for five hours a day. You might not sleep at all. You might sleep for a week at a time. And then here's the thing is you'd think you'd be up during the day, but not necessarily because sometimes in winter, the most amount of light is at night yeah. because of the, the moon. The light where you can actually see because during the daytime, it is blindingly bright out. Yes, yeah, snow blindness. It, I mean, we can see in it, but it, you just see better in, at night. Well, that's why the hunter's moon becomes when people get up like, oh, uh, we're kind of getting low on meat. We'll be fine. We got plenty yeah, of I've other stuff so saved many up. stupid things written about the hunter's moon. First of all, the hunter's moon occurs all year round. It, it just means a bright moon. Yes, that, it's, that's it. it's not this nonsensical engine calendar that's yeah, been invented. It, by even, it doesn't even have anything to do with them because they're scared of the night because there's monsters and whatnot. Whatever. Anyways, the hunter's moon, it occurs all year round, but is most prominent in the folklore in the wintertime. Why? Because of the snow. The snow is a giant mirror, and it makes the moon's light even brighter. So it makes it almost as bright as daytime, which is excellent for the hunter and pretty shitty for the prey. Well, and the prey also leave tracks, so they're easier mm-hmm. to track. So the moonlight hunt becomes a thing in the wintertime. Yes. And then I've done it. Dude, it is so much fun. It is so much fun. And you would think, well, it's 2.30 in the morning. It well, might be it. also might be 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, time really starts it's, to mean a little less yeah. in the in the far north well have you noticed as as you embrace more and more of the heathenry time means less and less oh yeah time is a, a days of the week. what day it, is it i don't who know knows? It, it's woden's day or maybe it's thor's day who knows and that's the thing is time is a construct it's why like the days of the week they're modeled off the roman days of the week which were invented in late stage rome basically they're not ancient. Well, and a lot of things, because I do respect people for trying to research. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people haven't been taught how to research, so they're having to like kind of muddle through and figure it out. One thing to take into account is who wrote a thing and why. What was their purpose for writing it down? And a lot of the stuff that our people are researching for heathenry, they're city academics, usually of a Abrahamic um, background. Usually still actively Abrahamics, or they might call themselves, well, I'm, I'm not Abrahamic, but I am a monotheist. Same thing. Yeah, it's a different flavor. Right, and all they're doing is they're trying to rationalize their way of being in the civilized city, the the highly urbanized, highly civilized, highly academic way of thinking. And a lot of what they're doing is they're trying to rationalize it like, this is the right way to do it. Well, a lot of people, instead of using their spirituality or their nat- or their ethnic faith or their ethnic way to better themselves, they use it to make an excuse, mm-hmm. to excuse and support their own behavior. Well, it's like this whole thing, it, it's, it crops up and down. So I've seen it a couple times during my lifetime, but people over six foot two have a disease. Well, gee, who's saying this? Everybody that's five foot four that lives in the cities for generations, their family have lived in, in this city for generations and and they've shrunken from being six foot three down to being five foot two and five foot four they've gone from bears to chihuahuas right 
because this happens. I mean, I'm not that tall, but I am a fucking giant here, and that should not be the case. Oh, yeah. But then, well, that means we're normal. So anybody over six foot two, six foot two is about the average. And then we've noticed living in the city, anybody that's six foot seven, there's something wrong with them. They're either mentally deficient or they're physically ill. And this does happen. But then what they're saying, it, there, a lot of people out in the country, they're five foot two or six foot six. Well, and almost nothing in between. Well, and most things aren't made for our people. It's like. Food is not made for us. Clothing is not made for us. All these things are misshaping us. Well, when you take all the people and you average everything out, and then you run it through the lens of being a a shriveled-up academic, yeah, the entire world is sick. Oh, yeah. From their perspective. Well, and here's the thing is, like, we've brought this up before. Our clothing is deforming us. It's causing splits in fat pockets. It's making our feet the wrong shape. It's rubbing half of our hair off, causing all sorts of skin mm-hmm. issues. It's it's a it's an issue. It's removing our halo. Yes. And then you also have, like we, we're talking about the winter sleep. The lack of sleep is now seasonal defective disorder. Mm-hmm. So now we basically are sleep deprived all the time Mm -hmm. which is why we end up caffeinated which is why we end up basically passing out at times and tired all the time right and you do have to pay the piper so eventually that crash comes that crash comes and if it doesn't come it comes in you'll make time for it you'll make time for it even if it's because you have a massive heart attack yes something is going to happen to make you pay for it oh but some on a more fun note something that we talked about on the catastrophic attempt to record this that I thought was a lot of fun was some of the silliness that our people do. Uh, and okay. They've taken something that should be fun, made it ceremonial. Once it becomes ceremonial, it becomes obligation. It's and then uh, once it, it becomes it, obligation, nobody wants to do it anymore it, because it sucks. Hollow ceremony, meaningless ritual. Right. And then one of those things, it used to be fun. And I see people now doing it for, well, the health benefits of blah, 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 blah. They're making it boring. Yeah. The the polar bear swim. Yes. I, I think that's what, what you said swim, it's called. Polar bear swim, polar bear swim, yeah. It's chop a, a hole in the ice or you take an ice tub and you have a sauna and you get really, really hot and then you jump in it. And it it is a, it is good for your health. It shocks your system and it gets the blood It's supposed flow going. to be fun, though. Yes. And it's weird because this is healthy, but getting in a sauna and then jumping in a pool will kill you in the summer only in the summer in the winter time it's it's a health benefit in the summertime it'll kill you what the fuck well it's all confusion it's it's what it is is because people are doing it and having fun in the summertime but they can't figure out how to monetize it how to how to make it weird and strange or not not weird but strange and odd and monetized well the best things in life are free until someone figures out how to make money off right which they figured out how to monetize that polar bear swim thing and there's 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 whole not communities there's whole businesses though set up around this come here to our spa i think they call them and you'll have the polar bear swim and it'll cleanse you and dude you don't need to go to the freaking spa no i mean here's the Uh, thing you can do the same thing at home even without a lake or a pond or even something to put water in in the winter time if if you live in an area where you get snow it's called Turn your heat up or really stoke up the wood wood stove, one or the other, but get it hot inside. And then you go from inside, run outside in your shorts or your 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 swim top or whatever, and just go roll around in the snow 
and do it as long as you can. See who can do it the longest and then run back inside where it's warm so you don't die of hypothermia. Oh, yeah. There's actually some strong men that do that because they, they basically did the uh, the poor man's version of uh, But make that. a game out of it. That's what it started as. It started as a game. Like, who's the toughest? Like, oh, it's cold outside. Oh, I bet you can't step out of here and nothing but your knickers. And then the the... The one young man says to the other uh, other young men, yeah, I can. Here, hold my grog. And hold. he steps outside, and he comes back in just shivering. He's like, there, told you I could do it. And he's like, bet you can't do it better than that. Oh, yeah, well, I'll strip down naked, and I'll do it. And yeah. that turns into a game of who can do it longest. And then somebody else says, hey, you know what? There's a pond right there. Let's move the sauna over onto the pond. We'll, we'll chop a hole in the ice. Who can jump in the water? Oh, yeah. A lot of things start as a hold my alcoholic goat milk uh, yeah. moment. So you start. It's supposed to be fun. All this stuff is supposed to be fucking fun. Stop worrying about the health benefits. Stop oh, yeah. worrying about the, the health detriments and just have freaking fun. Oh, yeah. Take a few risks. Have fun, people. Like get in the sauna, get in the cold water, get in the hot spring, then get in the ice water, get in the frozen Great Lake and then get by the fire. Have a couple alcoholic beverages. Those are healthy for you, but who wants to drink it as medicine? Oh, yeah. Nobody, Nobody wants to drink it as medicine. That's the surest way to get people to not drink, and maybe that's the point. They don't want people to drink and then get married. Now, getting drunk and being drunk all the time, that's not good for you. We, we all know somebody that's done that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just a couple drinks, relax, get a little bit of a buzz on, and do something stupid and fun. Eat, drink, and be merry. Yes. And here's the thing is, there's a reason you don't get drunk. First of all, eventually someone will just make a fool out of you. Or like, you'll do it to yourself if nobody else it's does. it's dishonorable to be drunk. Same reason public. why I don't go to a bar. Oh, yeah. I don't go to bars because some drunk asshole always starts a fight, even if it's me. Yes. But getting merry... It's just a way of loosening up at the party, mm -hmm. especially if you're kind of got a pull up your ass or whatever. Right. So it's liquid courage. It gives you the courage to be silly. Yeah. It, it's fun. It's why we have so many spirits, quote unquote. I mean, and it's, it's also e why some people should not drink because oh, yeah. they're already silly. They oh. don't need they don't need the liquid courage. Well, it's actually traditional on the Krampus runs when they're running place to place to get schnapps. Yeah. So they'll down like a schnapps like at every Keeps stop. Keeps them going. So they're, they're always a little buzzed yeah. when they're in the Krampus costumes. It, it allows them to be a little bit silly, have a little bit more fun being uncomfortable uh, because they aren't actually uncomfortable because they're numbed up a little bit. Well, I think one of my favorite. Let's be honest. Those costumes are not comfortable. No, and they're heavy and yeah. they're hot. So getting a bit buzzed is probably a good thing. Well, and here's the thing. One of my favorite Krampus traditions. Oh. I'm guessing a lot of people get like a little buzzed for it the table pulling and it used to be go house to house but now it's you sign up and then you basically have a yeah. freaking wrestling brawling match oh, with a bunch and of those guys they get and they sign up for it and it's, it's for real it's heavy duty oh yeah they people they get bloodied, broken bones bloodied broken bones shirt torn they are they, serious about keeping that table and but, taking it but what the guys actually do that this is the bonus this is why you do it because then all the girls like you yeah, you can actually look how brave and strong he is. If you look at videos online, you can actually see like after the fight, if the guys win, you can see like the young women. or even if they lose. Oh, it's yeah. just they they fought hard. See that guy. He had four of the Krampus on him and he still and, held and on he to the never table. quit. Yeah. Yeah. So you get you get a little of a goo goo eyes. It's a lot of these traditions because yeah, and girls, modern girls will say, 
Well, no, girls don't like that. See, what they're doing is uh, insert a big line of bullshit. They are full of shit. The girls like it. Oh, yeah. The girl- and, and, and the females that are listening to us are like secretly shaking their head. Yes. Girls love guys that can fight. It's just a basic survival thing. You're, you're part of your duty as the male. Well, and the fact defender. that we're willing to be outgoing, outlandish, over the top. Fun. Just not all the time. I mean, you don't do that all the time because then you're just you're an asshole. Well, the thing is, there's a reason women like funny guys. They mm-hmm. like us being able to not always take ourselves so seriously. And that brings me to another element of the winter sleep, because actually one of the things that we've noticed is men, we burn warm. We mm-hmm. run hot. Women run cold. Together, we actually keep ourselves relatively the same temperature when we when we find a mate in the winter sleep we can actually stay a more comfortable temperature together Mm -hmm. i mean you even had this happen with uh some of your mates up north like you would actually basically keep them warm like a furnace to the point where they'd have to like poke their feet out yeah they'd get uncomfortably warm because i'd i burn so hot and i'd hear them talking with other women and all the women are Talking up the body temperature of their man for some reason. I, I don't get I think, it, but hey, whatever. Well, it's part of our job as the males. We are basically a living furnace. Like, mm-hmm. what what happens when little little Timmy or little Tanya gets cold? Daddy picks them up, holds them close so they know they're safe, and then they warm up from his body heat. Mm-hmm. The mom can do it too, but she doesn't burn nearly as hot. Yeah. I mean, the adults burn warmer it's than something the kids. Different. It's something different when mom does it. Yes. It's not lesser. It's just different. Well, it's uh, women bring comfort, men bring, well, um, women bring comfort, men bring protection. Yeah. Peace of mind. Um, which is a type of comfort in, in and of its own. But I've noticed in the modern modern world, a, a lot of what they're starting to push now is keep your house cold. Don't turn your heat up above 60. Don't turn your heat up above 70, which... Here we have a tendency through half the winter. The heat's off. The the doors and windows are open. Keeps it nice and cool. But there's also other times where it's like shut everything up and turn the heat up to 85. Why? Because it makes it comfortable, warm, greeting, and it pushes your ass outside because it's too hot inside. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of our traditional building materials, it would get really, really hot, whether you were in a freaking tree house, whether you were in a mound, whether you were in a stone house, whatever we built. But my point is, is don't feel guilty for liking your house cold. Don't feel guilty for wanting it warm, thinking that you have to keep it cold. Don't. And, and if you like it cold, don't feel guilty that you have it cold because, well, the house is supposed to be warm and inviting, so it needs to be 85 degrees. Neither of these statements are true. Like we said. There's not a 100% way. Nothing is overly structured in ethnic faith in nature. And now, my preferred method is the house to, in the middle of the winter when snow is butthole deep. I like the inside of the house to be 110 degrees with all the windows and doors open. And then you go outside and you get really cold. You, you're playing around, working, whatever. You get really cold and then you come inside for a few minutes, thaw out, and then go back outside. That's the way I prefer it. I understand a lot of people can't do that. Shoot, I can't do that now. But that's my preferred. Why? I don't know. I just like it. And other people would like it too. They'd come over to my house. They're like, my house is kind of cold. I like coming over to your house. You keep it so warm. Why is the doors and windows open? Because it's hot. (laughs) Yes. Well, and here's the thing is the way most of our houses are built. Nowadays, you can't do what would be traditional, which is snow is a blanket. Mm -hmm. It guards 
the bugs, it guards the plants. Plants actually grow under it. And then when a blanket of snow is on our traditional houses. Snow and ice. Yes. It actually keeps the heat in. Yes. And then you have a wood fire or whatever f heat you've got. You get nice and toasty. Mm -hmm. And actually, the constant inside-outside. It doesn't make us sick. It, it makes it us. doesn't makes us fairly healthy actually yeah. and here's getting cold doesn't make us sick getting hot doesn't make us sick going from hot to cold or cold to hot does not make us sick getting sick makes us sick well and here's the other thing is we can do fairly fine in the cold it's mm -hmm. when it's wet mm -hmm. and because the your body temperature no matter how fast you heat up will not be able to maintain if water is a, a heat sink yeah it's an excellent heat sink well that's part of the reason for our our coats of hair that we mm -hmm. have is keeps the water off from us. yes is like uh, you, uh, when you were up north and able to live closer to nature in the mm -hmm. countryside, uh, you actually got to the point where you'd go inside. It's really freaking hot. You'd come outside, start cutting and getting some like firewood. Yeah, doing firewood. And, and you'd come in and you'd have like just a coat of snow and ice all around you. But it was wasn't really. Yeah, I didn't you. even realize it was there until somebody would be like, "What the heck? It's You're the abominable snow Aren't you jeff. freezing?" And what it was is all the hair on my body is standing on end, keeping all this snow and ice like an inch or two off of my body. Yes, and then you just shake it off. Yeah, and then I, just joking around, I'd shake and send snow and water flying everywhere because it was funny. Yes, I mean, and it's effective. Some of the people inside didn't find it funny because it does make a mess, but it's funny. But the the thing is, is make your your home is supposed to be welcoming and inviting. Which is ties into the whole Yule thing, the winter sleep. It's it's that comfort, and it's not anything. Any per there is no recipe. You have this at this temperature for this long in this way, and that makes the home warm and welcoming. No, no, you can have a warm, welcoming home that's empty. It's the people. It's the attitude. It's the the general approach. Well, it's what the Danish call hige. I okay. Think it's, it, it's like a fancy word for that specific feeling of comfy inside, like you have your hot cocoa and your fire and your right. friends. But and your you don't need the hot cocoa or the fire. No, it's just whatever gives you that feeling. Right. But that's what I was trying to evoke there. And here's the thing is we love this stuff. We love winter. We mm -hmm. love having fun. We love spending time with our families. We love going to the caves to see the bear come out around Groundhog Day like you did up north. Mm -hmm. Until the DNR took it away. Yeah, and you even built a cave for the bear. Yeah. The bear liked it because it was a pretty there, neat cave. I don't know if it was always the same bear, but there was always a bear would go in there. Yes, and then if the bear came out and it was like, eh, it's good enough, and kept coming out when everybody was crowding around the cave like you do on a groundhog day. Mm -hmm. Well, the bear, bears, groundhogs, any of these mammals that hibernate, they none Hedgehogs, of them do, badgers. do true hibernation. They semi-hibernate. so they're, They winter sleep. Yeah, they winter sleep. So if you're in your house... Let's say people use you as the groundhog or the, the winter bear, and they're, they're trying to discover, is spring going to come early this year? So they, they gather around your house, and everybody's murmuring excitedly, and then every now and then there's like this really excited yell, and there's songs. Aren't you eventually going to come outside? Yes, and then if it's warm enough, you're like, okay, I'll chill. But if not, it's like, yeah, well, you come out. Oh, I'm, I'm going back to dumb. bed, you weirdos. I'm going back to bed. Or you come out and be like, oh, wow, it's kind of a nice day. Yeah, I'll, I'll go and hunt roots and berries and rabbits. 
that's all it is, and it's supposed to be fun. All this stuff, it's supposed to be fun. Well, I guess that's, that's why Groundhog Day is always so tongue in cheek. It's which is so part irreverent. of the winter rest too. Sometimes right. just doing nothing is fun. Sometimes we want nothing more than to do nothing. I, I've seen, I, I've seen grown men and women both weep at the idea of just being able to sit and do nothing. Yes, absolutely nothing. I don't have to. I'm on vacation and I don't have to go fishing. I don't. I don't I have to rest. go. I can just lay here and just stare at a wall. I had no idea I could do that. Yes, that is an option. Well, I've actually brought up and shown people this historical evidence that winter sleep was a thing, and every single person, especially Hyperboreans that I've told to, all want it. They want it to come back. They also want Yuletide to be a whole stretch again because mm-hmm. trying to plan your schedule around like a two-day period is near impossible. But if you have a whole month, right, to work where with, everybody's it's everybody's just there and they come and they go, and those are the best celebrations. Um, some of them, I mean, these are summer celebrations, but there's the blue cra- bluegrass festival in the UP that I used to go to all the time, and it's it's several days. Oh yeah, and some people will only go for one afternoon. Other people will be there the entirety of the time, and people come and go, and there's it, it's revolving, and every everybody when they show up, they're welcome unless they're not. Same with the state fair in Iowa, right? And that's that's kind of the thing is people are coming and going and there's always something going on. It might not be big and super exciting, but there's people with sailing or just standing around talking and they're not talking conspiratorially like now, even even if it's not conspiratorial, they they huddle and they will talk only to this this one or two people that they're talking to and their body language says please don't approach please don't approach please don't hurt me please don't talk to me right all this other stuff one of these things that basically says you're not welcome but when they're standing and they're more facing outwards and they're relaxed these are the open conversations yeah you can come join us and they might even see you like um in some of these these celebrations that i've actually been to they look for the people that's like, oh, he's unsure. Here, call him over here. Call him over here. What are we going to talk about? Well, what was we already talking about? We'll just invite him to com- converse with us. Well, well, he might not like that. He'll like it when I put this in his hand. Yes. Well, I mean, here's the thing. He, is, and just press a drink into their hands. The point of holidays is the communal bonds. It yes, is it's the re- to build those bonds. And you do that by being open and welcoming. And fun. Yeah, and fun. And there's different ways to be fun. You don't all have to be the wacky one. Yeah. Sometimes you can be. As a matter of fact, you don't want everybody to be the. Wacky no, you one. need you need some straight like you need a Heimdall in with the Loki and Thor's. Yes. Um, <laughs> you need the straight man there because then everything's funnier. Right. And then he can get the people to do do things that they sh- probably shouldn't or wouldn't otherwise do because well he's always serious. Yes, like the the convincing this, Thor to wear a wedding dress. Yeah, it must be a good idea to get it, get Thor into a wedding dress because Heimdall uh, Heimdall said it. Yep. Here's the thing is like we noticed this a while ago but like the the cycle of the holidays actually one of the things the holidays do is it's a mating cycle. Mm-hmm. So like you basically like spring through summer is basically finding your mate. And then probably you have your and even making the, yeah. the offspring potentially. Oh, well, that's the whole point of an engagement yeah. is it's a practice marriage. And then you actually get married, you get pregnant. You probably have your kid, especially if you pair it up in the spring mm-hmm. right before or in winter. And then you basically spend the first few months of uh, having the baby just at home, relaxing, just on hand for breastfeeding. Well, it's here, pretty here's, chill. Here's one. Now, a lot of people think animals only have 
Well, animal, they're, they're, they might be thinking that you're thinking like the animal clock. And, well, that can't be true because pe- humans are born all year round. And what they'll look at is deer or bear or whatever. And all the offspring is born in the spring. No. No, they're not. Well, most are born in the spring because of the, the mating rituals that most animals have in the fall. However, there is also deer born in the fall. There's deer born all the time. It's yeah. just there's a usually a primary period. It's like bears. Right, and if we organize our stuff in a more traditional way, guess, guess what? Most people are going to end up being born in approximately the same time of year. Oh, yeah. However, we've lost that, so that's why it's not really really pronounced and even then i guess there's still clumps oh yeah there is like uh there i think i think it's like october through december is like the most common time period when people are born i mean most of the people in our friend group have their birthday within that last chunk yeah uh then there's a couple in the spring it doesn't mean that everybody would be born here because people are only having sex during this time no we're humans we'd be having sex all year round because we can, because we're, we're, we are the apex predators. Even Let's, without spears and bows and firearms, we are apex predators. Just naked and alone in the forest, we are an apex predator. Which means that we can have sex anytime that we want. Well, all animals have sex anytime they want. It's just, when you first pair up, and if both people are mm-hmm. healthy, you usually end up pregnant in that first time. So if there's basically a get-together period of time you're probably going to get pregnant around then. Mm-hmm. But you could also get pregnant four months later. Yeah. Or four a year and a half later or whatever. You never know. And that's the, the thing is nothing is 100% in nature. Nature is too... It's more like general rules of thumb-ish, well, and we, kind of. We are born of the North. I mean, that's like we started with the story of Niflheim and Emir, but there's many stories... Like blood on the snow, following the footprints in the snow, the frozen forests. All of these are so old. Or what I'm convinced of, the candy cane is actually descended of the meat hanging from the limbs. Oh, yeah, because that's actually a tradition that was still continued in the UP when you were young. Yeah, which and is, they still do it in portions of Europe, too, I've, I've found out. You keep the meat hanging from the tree, both because it's a way to preserve it, but also the birds can eat it. Mm-hmm. The wild animals can eat it, and it keeps them out of the broader food stocks. Yep. And then what does it look like? It's a strip of meat because you don't hang a whole freaking steak. Or no, like no, a, or you, you hang strips of meat and, and you drape it over limbs or... You might even twist it a little bit. And then what happens is you have the blood red meat and the white marbling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it sounds like a valid way that, that would have originated. Uh, the bishop, I think, is credited with that. A bishop and or a priest from Germany. Some Christian dude, anyways. And it's the shepherd's crooked. No... No, what he did was, I guarantee you, he saw something that Heathens was doing, and then we already had the peppermint candy thing, or the the candy, except for they was making them in forms of logs, and he's like, well, what if I did this? And then I can I can make that Christian, and then I can sell it as a Christian thing, because that's what, what it originally was, is it was Christians selling candy trinkets. Well, and they the, still do that. Here's the reality. Most Christian things, quote-unquote, are just bastardized heathen things. Yeah. Christmas carols descend of older melodies that heathens sung. The Christmas tree descends of these groves and these traditional trees. Like, uh, Hearn's Oak is a, is one of the famous uh, celebratory heathen trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with uh, the Oak of Jupiter, more commonly known as Donner's Oak. I would argue it might be Wotan's Oak mm-hmm. because of the whole... There's a lot of things to Wotan in that area. Basically, 
a lot of these things are just descended of the older customs. Mm -hmm. Well, like, it's a really small town up north. Uh, one of the things that they do, nobody has a Christmas tree. They they all decorate their houses. They all decorate their yards. They all do, but nobody gets a Christmas tree. Why? Because they don't need a Christmas tree. Why don't they need a Christmas tree? Because this small town has, it's just, a, it's basically the park. But there's uh, half a dozen to a dozen trees, and they decorate the trees. And then, because it's a small town, it's kind of like their, their central meeting area. And they go there all the time. So those are their Christmas trees. It's the real living trees. And then when the trees get too big to effectively decorate, guess what they do? They plant more trees. Yes. Well, and or rather, they let more trees grow. Well, and the tree came inside because they had to hide it. Mm -hmm. If you don't have to hide it, you can go back to the old school. And here's the thing is between the fact that Pine is fairly flammable, which is yep. why you stop doing. That's you know, why they started really pushing the plastic trees, the plastic trees and the electric lights and stuff like the that. Very sad, sad trees that's inside all alone on their own. Why would you do this? Well, and then here's the other thing is pine is terrible for right. burning. Oh, yeah, it, it's not. It's one of the worst I ones. Mean, it's it good to get a fire hot really quick. But the smoke, the smell, it's bad. Yeah, it's and, really and bad. It doesn't last long. But um. And I'm not saying don't do Christmas trees. By all means, do Christmas trees. If you like Christmas trees, do Christmas trees. Especially if you can keep it alive. Yeah. Um, Especially if you can keep it alive. But even if not, it doesn't matter. It's okay for you to have plastic Christmas trees because it's symbolic of the Christmas tree. And you just like the Christmas tree. You know what? That is perfectly fine. Do Do, that. Do these things because it's fun. Do these things because you want to. Because if Put up other decorations. Invite people over. Be welcoming. Most importantly, be welcoming. The Christmas spirit. Yes. The the Christmas spirit. The ghost of Christmas past. The ghost of Christmas present. The ghost of Christmas yet to come. Father Christmas. Dead Morose. I guarantee you it's scary when you first start. You you first start these things. It's less scary with your friends and family actually open it up a little bit and make other people feel welcoming even if you gotta go out and you're freezing your ass off in your snowmobile suit or whatever outside with your cup of hot cocoa and somebody's walking all trying to not be noticed on the way to the store and wave at them and be like hey have a merry christmas beautiful weather isn't it and even if they get all snarky oh what do you mean it's beautiful weather just don't worry about it. Just keep doing that. Over, It's scary. Well, but these are the things that we have to do. Oh, and wish them a Merry Christmas. Make Wish them a glad Yuletide. Some people like Merry Xmas, but what I have noticed is everybody freaking hates Happy yeah, Holidays. Do not say Happy Holidays or Happy Seasons. or well, Don't everybody get generic knows like that. Nobody, nobody is putting up dreidels and mm-hmm. Kwanzaa candelabras. Yesterday at work, somebody comes up. They know I'm heathen. And really excitedly says, Merry Christmas. And then I watch him go, oh, oh, no, he's heathen. So instead, what do I do? I laugh and I say, Merry Christmas to you too. I don't bother getting hung up on these things. When Christmas isn't an actual holiday. It is, but it's not. It has nothing to do with Christ. It is not a, Christian, a, a Christian holiday because it is against Christianity. I don't care what all these other eggheads say. They are completely missing the entirety of the point, including their own religion. Yes. Well, here's the thing is Christmas is just a rebranded day of Yule, just yeah. like Sinterklaas. 
The reality is the Yuletide is a whole season. It is a whole lunar month. Oh, and somebody came up and they was uh, dressed in a Grinch Grinch outfit, handing out popcorn or something. And I messed I, I messed with their head so hard because I was like, oh, for me, thank you so much. Nobody would have ever thought of that from, from the Grinch. I am so blessed. It's so exciting. And they, the, the person inside, <laughs> they broke character. I messed with them so hard. It just shocked them so much. It, they ended up breaking character <laughs> and started laughing. And yes, for you. <laughs> well, the Grinch is uh, just a modern wild man. A doc- mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Seuss actually based him off of the older wild man of Yuletide. And well, and I was very, uh, I, I'm not a bad actor. I'm not a great actor. Otherwise, I'd be acting for money. But I, I didn't do it in that sarcastic way. I did it as openly and honestly as I could. And it started off like it was sarcastic, I'm sure. But then by the end, the person's laughing and having fun. So that's what we need to do. We need to make it where people want to be around us and know that we're heathen. Oh, yeah. Get people to loosen up. Like, I, I've joked, uh, I forget what it was, but I basically said someone was talking about this, like having a, a bad uh, candy or a bad Christmas cake or something. And I was joking and I said, well, worst thing that happens is you get high as balls and see Santa Claus. <laughs> and the, ev- the whole room burst out laughing. Right, right. And that's what we need to do. So I am going to um, end with, you know what? Be happy, have fun, and have a merry fucking Yule. Yes. If we didn't like winter with how warlike our people are, we would have left. We would have carved out a territory and left it. Been far away from winter. But instead, everywhere we conquer that we end up sticking around has winter. For those of you who understand the need or desire for winter sleep, to finally just rest. Imagine if all of our people once more went to our own nature and celebrated our winter sleep in the lands we belong in, the, the place with where winter walks, because we've we've mapped it out. Where our people are is where it snows, even when it shouldn't. Winter follows us where we walk. If we all took to our winter sleep again, if we all did as our own nature, as nature is gifting us, how long would this nonsense last if for three months out of the year, Hyperboreans basically took a break. Lorekeeper out. <laughs>